Welcome to Talking Race, Faith, and Justice. I am your resident ranter, Tim Zener Davis. Today's episode, Grace in Progress, Jazz Impressions of James 4, verse 11. I'm going in. James 4, verse 11 says, Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. We are a judgy lot, human beings. But sometimes our judgments cause us to misunderstand where others are coming from or we miss out on the opportunity to see folks acting outside of whatever box we've put them in. I think it is important to acknowledge that all conservatives are not crazy and all white people are not racist dying on the hill of white supremacy. It is incumbent on us to make the distinction between people who are either unaware or apathetic to things outside of their nuclear lives and those who put forth the effort to divide and dehumanize those who are different from them or bring chaos to systems and structures they deem a threat to their privilege. I strongly believe that those of us who have been called to do racial justice work must have the gift of grace to help pull in allies for the battles we face. So often I think we believe erroneously that if people are not where we are, they are against us, or we write them off. Most folks don't intentionally walk around with their politics or sense of social justice on their sleeves. I'm not sure most people are wired that way, which is why it, 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 it sometimes takes an outrageous or grotesque incident to move a lot of folks to action. That was the case with the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Those grossly tragic miscarriages of justice shook folks out of their nuclear bubbles, snapped them into action and into the streets to cry out for racial justice. In interviews with news media, many protesters admitted to having never protested before. Sometimes people need a push before you can know where they stand. That has to be all right. Even when there are those of us pulling out our hair because we see kingdom justice being denied and democracy on fire, we must have grace for those who do not wrap their lives in activism or even seem apathetic to the dysfunctions in the world around them. I know it's a popular idea that people of color shouldn't have the burden of teaching white people about racism. And while I agree with that sentiment, I am also a realist who knows that inevitably that is part of my calling, if not to teach, to make aware. I know this is necessary because I will admit to living in my own bubble. I've committed my adult life to learning about the history of black people the injustices, and the triumphs. I have explored the ideas on what makes up black thought, black art, 
and black life in America. And that's because I'm black. But like most people, I am almost ignorant of the history and the struggles of other groups, except what I was force fed to learn about white folks. I say almost because I have tried to do my due diligence in learning more about other hyphenated American brothers and sisters. I know I have only scratched the surface as my main concern is the struggle of black folks. So I confess that is the bubble I am in. So just as I ask my Asian, Pacific Island, Native, and Latinx friends to show me grace in my ignorance and blind spots to their historical struggles and triumphs, I ask that we who are called to champion racial justice allow that same grace for those girded in their globule of everyday life. I also think we have to take notice when those we think are on the other side of the battle take actions that seem diametrically opposed to the values we think they hold. There's an old trope that says, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. I won't go that far, but to use another trope, we can't always judge a book by its cover. Take Ruby Red Indiana, for example. Republicans hold a supermajority in the state legislature. And in trying to join in the fake fervor of the astral turf anti-critical race theory movement, or CRT, they attempted to pass legislation that prohibit CRT from being taught in schools K-12, even though CRT is not being taught in K-12 schools anywhere in America. The law would have limited how teachers could talk about race, gender, and homosexuality and would give parents the right to review curriculum and object to lesson plans. As is the case with all the anti-CRT legislation coming out of Republican-dominated state legislatures and school boards, it was basically a package of laws prohibiting schools from teaching anything conservatives didn't like especially anything having to do with black people or the LGBTQ plus community. It had nothing to do with CRT. And I know I am spitting in the wind when it comes to some people when I make this point, but if the curriculum is not on legal theory being taught in law school, it is not critical race theory. But I digress. The good people of Indiana were not fooled. A coalition made up of a diverse group of educators, business owners, parents, and community leaders from across the state forcefully pushed back on the blatant attempt of white supremacy washing Indiana education. And after forcing the state GOP to basically gut the bill, they were eventually able to kill it all together. Did I mention that this was the great Hoosier state of Indiana? That as of 2021 was 83.31% white, 9.40% black, and a mere 2.28% Asian. You know what that tells me? A whole lot of white folks weren't having it. 
To be even more specific, a whole lot of white conservatives weren't having it. Now, to be honest, I don't know how the coalition that killed the bill came together. But I don't think it's a stretch to say that good people saw a wrong and set out to make it right. I'm sure that some of these folks would otherwise disagree on some things, but they were able to overcome those disagreements to make sure injustice and disenfranchisement was stopped dead in its tracks. Now, I don't want to go overboard with my praise of this coalition killing the anti-CRT bill. I know some some folks from Indiana. And if you know the history of Indiana, there's still hella racism there. The ACLU started a whole initiative focused on addressing the legacy of racism and discrimination in the state. So please don't think I'm trying to paint a rosy picture. I only use this episode at Indiana to illustrate my point that there are allies for racial justice in places we might be too quick to dismiss. The the German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer wrote, By judging others, we blind ourselves to our own evil and to the grace which others are just as entitled to as we are. Marinate on that. I am for truth no matter who tells you. I'm out.